Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Every time we do this, Ace is like, yeah, this is only going to take an hour. And then we get like... 45 minutes in and we've been through two chapters and it's like well i guess we're doing seven episodes Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A ignored summer part of the Touchline Media Group. I don't really know what they do over the summer because they hate international soccer. So um, we're that's still part uh, of them. No, that's not true because we got we got the best review of all time today, where a guy decided to shit on our podcast about our like the Chinese food in our like hometown. Because he found out that Dan is like associated with us. And he's like, I hate everything about Dan and everything about what he says about Chelsea and American soccer. So fuck these guys. They don't know what they're talking about with Chinese food. That's true. We did get a one-star review on Apple. We asked you to review us. We appreciate that most of you do. We did get a one-star review because we are associated with Dan from Chelsea Hour, who apparently makes jokes about Christian Pulisic and American soccer, which uh, so do we. We're, you know... We just don't have the accent. Um, I am your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I am here with my co-host, who you've already heard from, uh, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. Uh, and despite that intro talking about American soccer, um, and despite the fact that the next like 25 episodes are devoted to game reviews, because this summer is an insane amount of games that matter, we are here to talk about the World Cup. But not that World Cup, the other World Cup, the imaginary World Cup, the one that took place in 1994. It's real uh, to me, damn it. Real to you. We are joined not by Nerd Angus, uh, as, as usual. We are joined by, I mean, I how else to put it, but World Cup expert, USMNT Stan, Adam. Adam, how are you doing? <clears throat> Take a lot of offense to you saying it's not real. I read a <laughs> book by J.K. Rowling, a history book, a historical 
book about the history of the Quidditch World Cup. So um, I think you're wrong. Okay, uh, fair enough. We should happen. also point out, we also should point out that Nerd Angus is not here because we sent him to find the location of the 1994 Quidditch World Cup. So if you see him Perfect. wandering around the uh, you know woods of Scotland, say hi, give him directions. Tell him his opinions suck. They do. And tell him the wrong directions because it would be very, very funny. He's send, him, send him to Norway. <laughs> hey, uh, there's just a boot up on that hill. Go ahead. Just go ahead on up there. Yeah, right. just go ahead. I, Honestly, I, I wonder... Angus in Norway, I would, I would pay good money to see Angus in like any Scandinavian country because Angus is on a good day, five foot four and like dark haired, dark eyed would very much stand out. I, I think it would be like sort of the origin of gnomes as a creature, right? Like the, the gnomes are Scandinavian. Like they're like, huh, there's this small person with dark hair. I wonder if he brings good luck. And Honestly, I was imagining uh, gremlins. So if they feed him after midnight, he becomes a terror. Cannot feed him after midnight. Um, because uh, as everybody knows, if you feed a gremlin after midnight, uh, very, very problematic. Uh, is it, and and you, you can't spray him with water or you have to spray them with water. I, haven't seen I think you have to spray him to water. I think spraying, I haven't seen gremlins in a while. I think spraying with water is their, uh, much like the Wicked Witch of the West, that is their weakness. I'm melting. Can, can we talk about the fact can we talk about the fact that you froze? That's good. <laughs> uh, great look on his face, too, by the way. Yeah, like, I know. I, ho- I hope that I should probably take a screenshot of this and then to him later. So let's just get back to the Quidditch World Cup. Uh, Adam, we've invited you on because you have been asking us for... He's back. But Adam has hey, been I'm asking back. us... Adam's been asking us for weeks to allow, uh, you know, to allow us to give him a platform to express his views on... Yeah. Specific Harry Potter in general, I believe it was specifically Quidditch that you wanted to speak on. So is it like just Quidditch in general? Do you have stuff on the specific World Cup? Because uh, we are at the point in the book, I guess we should kind of like introduce the beginning part of it, that Winky, the house elf is up there. Winky is uh, seems to be saving a seat for Barty Crouch. So there's an empty seat next to her. Um, they're also in the box with the Malfoy. So there's a whole bunch of animosity there, but really the whole thing is about like, we're at the world cup, man. We're ready to go. Yeah. Like Winky is stealing Harry's wand as we speak, like he's grabbing it out of his pocket to, to give to, to Barty Crouch Jr. And, and the game's about to begin. Is that, is that where you left off? That's where we left off? That's exactly where we left off. I guess we should also, because, this is, because it came up one time, we have to say this every time. Spoiler alert, we're going to spoil Harry Potter. It's what we do. <laughs> you listen to this and you have not read or watched Harry Potter before, um, man, kudos to you. Well, go, so we, it was a throwaway yeah. line in one of our like soccer World Cup previews where we said like some throwaway line about Quidditch. I, uh, no, no. It, it, what it was was um, we had a throwaway line in one of the soccer episodes about Snape killing Dumbledore. Spoiler alert! Um, and some guy, like some guy, like messaged us like, "Dude, that was a dick move." I'm like, I just started reading it, and I was like, I, I cannot be responsible for spoiling things from sixteen uh, years ago. Like, I mean, how long? Yeah. Like, I, I, I it, it's like my, six. 16. Oh, okay. kind of like a, yeah, you have like a 10-year, like there's a 10-year spoiler cap, right? Like we were my, at 10. Like my brother got super pissed at me for spoiling uh Dog Day Afternoon once. 
And I was like, that movie came out in 1973. You are not allowed to call spoilers on Dog Day Afternoon. All right. So Stump, you asked me about here's here here it is, right? This is this has bothered me since the moment I read this, right? I was a big, you know, Harry Potter, bought them all when they came out, read them from like three on, you know, I didn't read the first two right when they came out, but I got really into it, late high school, college. And I read this chapter, right? And already, there's always already some questionable stuff with Quidditch scoring. But the (laughs) scenario in like, spoiler warning, right? Ireland wins, right? Bulgaria, greatest seeker in the world, Victor Crumb, right? This is the situation we're in. Ireland is steamrolling them at the beginning of the game. If we're thinking soccer, we're thinking basketball. It's like, oh, they're, they're up three nothing first half, right? They're up by twenty five in the first half. So, you know that a lot of that with the NBA playoffs, right? Well, there's so much. Hold on, can I can I bitch yeah. about that for a what's, second? Because what's going on? Can we get one game that's close? Just one. I, you know, I, I did it. We have two games in May inside eight points. Two games. Insanity. In entire month. That's not. And good. one of those. And one of those games. One of those games was that the Celtics um, heat game that was not close for the entire game until the end. Exactly. And that one wasn't even really close. Like Celtics kind of made it a little bit of a game. But yeah, there's been like almost no game. You have to go back to like Bucks Celtics game five to find a game that it's like, whoa, two minutes left and it's close. Like it's legit inside four. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, like what the Warriors did last night where it was like, this is not a game. This is not a game. Why is Jonathan Kaminga going for 30? This is not a game again. <laughs> that was a, that was a weird game. Anyways, right. right. Not a basketball. Well, yeah, yeah. So b- back in. So our scenario is like Ireland's routing them. Everybody knows Ireland's a better team. Like, you know, one of the best, you know, I guess, Quidditch passing teams. And they're dicing them up. And Crum, they get down like 160. And Crum sees the snitch. And he's like, hmm, no, we're down 160 here. And I know the snitch is worth 150. And I know if I catch it, the game's over and we lose. I'm going to go after it. Like, I have a lot of issues with with the tactics here, right? Like, if you are a seeker and you see the the snitch, and I think, wasn't that, they're down 160. I mean, they're not down like 500. They were like barely down. I'm definitely going to go, you know what? Let's follow it a little bit here. Or let's like throw the other seeker off the trip. Do something tactically to be like, maybe my squad can just like, get us 20 points and then I'll go catch it and we'll win. My See, man, like I can't, what is the sports equivalent of, ah, I'll just go catch this. I'll get some glory. Our team will lose. What is the equivalent there? Swinging away with, with down three with, uh, no, if you're down four in baseball, there's two on and you swing away for a home run. That's the equivalent. Yeah, but the game doesn't end. Right. So, so, so like that's the closest equipment. I don't know. Going for a dunk. Uh, there is nothing because there's because there's no sport. There's no sport where you can end the game while losing, like voluntarily. Uh, I guess no. The equivalent would be the equivalent would be in football. Like you're on like the five yard line and the quarterback takes a knee. Like I don't. But it's oh like, no! I know exactly what it is. It's whatever. It's it's the Mike McCarthy special. You're down four. You kick a field goal with 25 seconds to go. Pat Narduzzi. Yeah. It takes significant offense to that not being the Pat Narduzzi special. <laughs> well, here's my other point, uh, Adam. You're assuming that Crum can do math. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's, there's, no math, there's no math. No math at Hogwarts, right? No math at Durmstrang. We're assuming, like. What, like these kids, like how do they learn how to write? That's what I want to know. Like where, did, where and when did they learn how to write? I know why Arthur Weasley's like, whoa, 
ten dollars and plus two how many dollars is that like, but like bro it's the same thing as galleons like you add galleons all the time all right anyway that's my main issue like i i was bothered right away i needed no reflection i like had to put the book down as a sports fan because i was so bothered i was like i didn't know crumb yet that's the first time but i'm like who the fuck what the fuck is he doing who is this guy so so my thoughts about this is that um the disdain that Victor Crum must have for the rest of his World <laughs> Cup final level team is like, like, because imagine, imagine that you're, I, it's not that hard to imagine. Imagine you're Cristiano Ronaldo, right? And you're the, you know. Wait, you know, are you imply, are you going to imply that Cristiano Ronaldo has disdain for his teammates? Because I, yes. I don't know if I can imagine that. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But it would be like Cristiano Ronaldo being like, you assholes can't do anything. I'm willing to lose, but get this goal because I hate all of you and none of you can can stop this other team. And like, that's what Victor Crumb seventeen. Uh, uh, actually, you know what? I need to t- I I need to take a second. Um, reader slash listener. I don't really know what we call our viewers. Um, those are three options. Uh, JJ JJ fight fate fight. Um, has uh, informed us oh. that Victor Crumb is in fact eighteen. Um, so we, we were questioning whether he was 16 or 17. He is in fact 18. Um, so he disdain, got held back. Yep. The disdain. <laughs> Again, can't eight, do math. Can't do math. This 18 year old is looking at professional athletes and saying, nah, you guys don't got the juice. And I can tell you, I can tell you, I've been a coach. If a kid says that to adults in a locker room, problems occur problems occur and i don't know who the manager is of bulgaria but he is not going to like i would i would not allow victor crumb back on the team for the euros in 1996 i'd be like no you're exiled <laughs> like like we'll so, lose but but we need to deal with this so then we're, we're missing a little bit of context here uh crumb has a broken nose because he took a bludger to the face and he yeah. only catches the snitch because the i don't remember what the irish seekers name is but the irish seeker sees it and crumb beats Doherty? into the snitch I, you let, there's there's so many problematic problematic ways to answer that question. Kane okay. O'Reilly <laughs> could be. Who's to say? Yeah. Um, and and uses the Ronsky feint. Uh, you know, classic, 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 classic move. Um, uh, so 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 also, I I, I do want to say, do we think it's possible that he caught a bludger in the face from his own team? Yes. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He's a he's a mouthy eighteen year old. Yeah, they probably did it on purpose. I mean, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of like LeBron, you know, 2018 Cavs vibes to me, where it's just like, I'm carrying you MFers to the finals. J.R. Smith, you have now, <laughs> you, you have now completely flopped when offensive rebounding. Like, yeah, exactly. The LeBron hands out. Like, that's how I imagine Crumb is in this moment. But to your point, Asa, at 18, like, what a stud. He is a stud, though, man. Like, I mean, it's it, it would be like, and, and this isn't hard to imagine either. Um, imagine you had an 18-year-old who was really, really good at a job, and he sets up other people to be successful, and those other people fail. Um, I'm just saying Gio Reyna keeps getting compared on this podcast to villains, and I don't mean to do that, but <laughs> Gio Reyna as Victor Crumb, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, Gio. He's not a true villain. No, he's a Vegeta. He's, he's, he's kind of he's kind of like he the like the biggest thing is that he's a uh, like a romantic air quotes rival for Ron, which I mean if we're being honest here, um, Hermione made the wrong decision. 
Uh, you, you're, you're telling me she she turning down turning down the 18 year old professional athlete uh, for um, the fourth best Weasley. He's like Crumb is like 21 by the time she makes that decision too. Still professional yeah. athlete. Yeah, no, no. no. Uh, uh, per per Pottermore, he is uh, he's on the national team well into the 2010 season. So no, he, he was the national- no because and I appreciate this about Joanne. Because he retires in the tooth after the 2002 World Cup because he's pissed off at everybody in Bulgaria, and then he comes out of retirement in 2014 because he wants to win a World Cup. And coincidentally, because this because she's doing all of this herself, Crum wins the World Cup in 2014. So congratulations to Victor Crum on uh, achieving his career goal. Uh, who won the 2014 World Cup in, in soccer? That was the one in was, yeah, oh yeah that was that was in Brazil. Yeah, it was. That it was, was Germany, right? Yeah, sad, sad Brazilian fan who's still the saddest, the saddest image that I've ever seen from a sport. So, uh, coincidentally, I guess Johan really doesn't like Brazil because in the 2014 World Cup, she has Bulgaria beating Brazil. Uh, Brazil beats America. America makes it to the semifinals in the 2014 World Cup. So, like, huge for us. Okay, um, so Adam, we we had questions about this. Like, really, Americans would have developed a Quidditch offshoot, right? Like, we would not be playing Quidditch. We would be playing American Quidditch, or yeah. It's Quid. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that. I've never thought of it. Here's what I've thought about, because I've, I've also looked into some of the history of, of, of the uh, Quidditch World Cups. Um, we would dominate. We would be dominant. I'm sorry. We would, like, we would be so good. We would be so good. I don't know if you can say that. In a world where Ireland can create a world-class team out of, like, let's be honest, 12 citizens. That's what I mean. Like, Ireland has seven people of their entire 12 population, and they're world-class. I'm not sure you can say that we would dominate. The only way that we wouldn't be dominant is under what you just said, Stump, which is, like, have we created other sports that have drawn our athletes away that's the only way. If, if Quidditch is the only magical, it is the magical sport. I won't say the only. We don't really know of many more. But if it's the main one across the world, and it's the main one in the States, American exceptionalism is in play here. And we would be absolutely and dominant. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, like, here's, here's something you need to consider as well, is that um, our, I, I don't know about Seekers. Like, right? like that's, that's a specific thing. If you had Muggleborns playing Quidditch, Keep in mind that those Muggleborns grew up playing baseball or football, which means that they can throw a ball really freaking hard and really freaking straight. So, other and, other and, other countries they, don't have they that. Base, and they played baseball with right. Teams, it was just right? it was just Pat Mahomes sitting as the keeper, just <laughs> lofting lofting quaffles into the other room. Like what? Like it's hard. And like think about like think about if you had like like okay, Mike Trout is still a Muggle. Fine. But there's somebody, somebody who is in the majors is is not in the majors. They're playing beater. They're going to hit the ball really freaking hard at people, and they're going to be good at it. Like, like yes, cricket players, you know, whatever. But like the beater motion is much closer to a baseball bat than it is to a cricket swing. So like yeah. we have we have two two of the three like actions here in, in this game. We're really like like built to be good at. And as for Seeker, it's like, I'm sure we can fucking find one kid who, who, who has good hand-eye coordination. That's actually a good point. I don't think, I'm trying to rack my brain. I don't think any of the people they mention as Quidditch players in the books is a muggle board. I think it's all 
wizarding born, except for Harry. Harry right. is the only muggle born that I can think of. Well, muggle raised anyways. Um, muggle raised. Yeah. But like, think about it. Like, like Dean Thomas, right. Grew up, grew up watching soccer. Oh, you're right. So, he, he, he feels it at one point. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But, but he, he grew up watching, playing soccer. So like, there is no transfer from soccer to Quidditch. Not really. Um, what if you just like, quick, what if, what if there's just somebody out there just kicking quaffles? That would be really funny. Um, but like, but there's, there's, no, Dean, you're doing this wrong. You're supposed to, you're supposed to, no, grab the ball. Don't kick, stop, stop, stop. You're allowed to use your hands. But like, like American football and American baseball mean that like kids who grew up in muggle scenarios, like, look, once you get the, the flying part down. So like, yeah, I, I understand outside of that, Mrs. Kennedy, but like, like it's a big hurdle to jump. But like, once you get that down, I see no reason why Americans would not dominate at this because our kids who grow up outside of the wizarding world are, are, are going to, to be so good at this. Like, think about, think about if you're a magical kid, okay? And you grow up in the muggle world, you don't realize that you're magic, but you're playing Little League, right? And you really, really want this ball to see this ball and, and, and hit it. You're going to magic that stuff. So you're going to be good. So you're going to get reps. And then you come in and you're like, hey, this game, um, you need to hit a ball really hard at people. And you're like, great. Hell yes. That, that, that I've been waiting like much, for this. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a much more fun way to play this game, sure. You know, or or you have a kid like, like playing football. Like that's the thing is that when these muggleborns go home and they play like I, I, I assume Thanksgiving is a holiday in the muggle world, uh, or in the in the American magic world. Like I, I assume their break coincides with that. Like you go home and you play Wednesday night, the, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving touch football. Like it's the same motion. So I, I feel very good about America's America's uh, ability here. I don't think we need to we need to get any dual nets. I feel. I mean, we're also we're also ignoring a very important part of this, which I I think. Um, so like, so they go to Hogwarts. You go to magical school when you turn eleven years old. That means before you are eleven, you you know are living in the Muggle world and doing Muggle things. For example, Dean Thomas played soccer. Uh, do, are we not? Are we assuming that Dean Thomas's like magical abilities never took over, and he wasn't like the greatest striker in his? neighborhoods like, it, like he has to be on track to go to an academy and then all of a sudden they're like hey sorry Liverpool I'm sorry sorry West Ham um he's going to boarding school for the criminally disturbed yeah how sad would that be like how sad would that be for West Ham like they're like we got our messy and this kid is obsessed with our club he's going to come up here he's he, he he's banging in goals at U13 as a 10 year old he is that kid and then it's, and he's not even like, like, he's not like overwhelmingly powerful. Like, like he's not like a, an early, early uh, puberty kid. He's just really good at this game. Oh no. Why is he gone? Why is he gone? Why? No, no. And if you're Dean Thomas, you're like, so you're telling me I could go to this weird school with all these weird people and I have to live in this like secretive community, or I can go be a professional soccer player for the premier league. Um, I don't know guys. It's a hard choice. A, think about think about uh, think about like baseball too. Like you're gonna have the kids who like every single ground ball has eyes. Like I've never <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen a little leaguer bat a thousand. Yeah, like like you have you have kids who are like who are hitting six fifty in, in in middle school, and you're like, oh, now they're they're not able to play anymore. Great. I built my entire system around this, and now it's kids going. It was a perfect like, season, and this then is like just a Dan, this is like a Danny Danny Almonte situation where everybody's yes. like questioning some twelve year old because <laughs> every ball he hits somehow gets through a gap. Like, they come home for the summer, though. 
Like you, they, you these kids the could run still every time via Wingardium Leviosa. Like, <laughs> is is it possible that there's a kid playing travel ball into his year sixteen, year seventeen season? Because it's like I get home, I get home for the summer, travel yeah. ball. Like, don't worry about where I'm playing my my high school ball. Like, I'm playing it up north, whatever. I'm 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 at boarding school in New York, which kids do, right? Um, sure. I'm I'm playing my ball there. You come home and you're just like, I am going to ruin some kids. And then there's got to be college scouts who are like. This kid plays, we, we can't figure out where he plays his high school ball, but whatever. <laughs> um, but he's, he's coming up uh, in, in these travel circuits and he is, he is wrecking kids. And you're like, at some point, somebody's going to be like, uh, hey, Billy, uh, I think we got a kid for the athletics. I know he's only a high school kid, but he's just turned 17, uh, graduated high school. This kid, this kid's hitting 850. Um, he's, he's got all five tools for some reason. He seems to like move got, really quickly in the outfield. He's just playing in the Cape Cod league at like 17. Like, who is this kid? He's a sleeper. Like, oh, wait, I think, I think the funniest, I think the funniest version of this is the kid that doesn't really want to do anything, but just wants to be good. So every, he walks every single at bat. Like, Steve, Steve, have you, have you swung this season? To him. No. Uh, I, I have I have a proposal for you. Uh, you mentioned the Cape Cod lead, so I have, I have two proposals. One, uh, Adam Dunn, wizard. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Two. <laughs> two. Adam, two. He either he either walks, misses the ball, or hits a dog. Yeah, it checks out. Adam yeah. Dunn's a wizard. Uh, two. Mentioning the Cape Cod lead. Do we think it's more likely that Freddie Prince Jr. or Matthew I Lillard? Where, yep, I knew this is where you're going with this. <laughs> Do we think it's more likely that Freddie Prince Jr. or Matthew Lillard is a wizard in Summer Catch? Oh. In that movie specifically or in general? Well, in general, it's obviously Freddie because okay, he somehow, I'm glad we're on the same, you know, he's, on the same page there. He somehow married Sarah Michelle Geller, and I, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> but but in, in that movie specifically, like those characters, which do we think is more likely to have been a wizard? I'd say, uh, Matthew Lillard. I'd say yes. Lillard. Yeah, yeah. Lillard, okay. Lillard, he's the catcher, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and we we all assume that a wizard would be the catcher, right? For framing purposes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say framing, what? and just you know, like, you gotta hide. You actually have to hide your powers, right? So I mean, it's like kind of no. Do. It's okay. You're you're the pitcher. You're the, you're the pitcher because you're <laughs> throwing so like up. 78 so mile an hour sliders with 12 inches of run. Like <laughs> it's like it's like how is he even getting on? Uh, the movement on this. Uh, I want to. I want to put forth a theory. Um, Tim Lincecum was a wizard. Started using his wizard in the Muggle world too much. They took it away from him. That's why he started sucking out of nowhere. <laughs> Entirely possible. They took. They took. The, they told him he couldn't play with his wand anymore. No, you can't. Oh. Play with your wand. Look, look. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the authorities tell you st- to stop playing with your wand in public. Um, it's true, yeah. And, it's, and it's, like, it's like it's like it's like banned substances. Like you can't you can't sneak that into your into your glove anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so I, I, I looked up our Quidditch winners, and I just want to circle back here. Syria, Brazil, Canada won a, a Quidditch World Cup, nineteen ninety. Ireland, Malawi, Egypt, Burkina Faso, Moldova, Bulgaria. You can't tell me with three hundred million plus people, we aren't going to produce a dominant quidditch team you just can't yeah it's i've got us winning i've got us winning uh, like what what has happened because we haven't won them so what like that's the question mark what what has happened so, and so, so we have- I, yeah. we're going back to what aces said last time and we, we discussed this in the last one i think what it really is is 
most if you have a small country that is very good at Quidditch, you have a generational seeker because the seeker can control so much of the game that like Burkina Faso, I'm sorry, has to have a generational yeah. either a generational seeker or a generational keeper. It's like like a, those it's are like the a, only like goalie. Yeah, it's like a goalie in hockey, right? You just like exactly what I said. Yeah. You ride yeah. the hockey so, goalie. Yeah. So so, so but here's my thing is that I think that that it is likely. I like like we we've talked about this, but I think it's likely that Quidditch in America is just not the same thing as it is in England. Because like I don't care about about the the interconnectedness of of a sport in the wizarding world. The fact of the matter is, is that nationalism exists and borders exist in, and, and water exists in the magical world. So water exists. Are you sure? I'm actually not. I think it does. It does. It does. Okay, great. Um, but like the reality is the reason why football in America is different than soccer in England. And the reason why we care about sports that are different than England is because we're one of the very few countries that threw off colonialism before soccer. Like that's like, like if you want to go into why we don't play soccer, it's because of that. It's because we had our revolution um, about 150 years before everybody else did. Um, Everybody else pretty much got rid of the British between like 1890 and 1950, give or take, 48 uh, was pretty much. So like they didn't import it. So I think if we're assuming that Quidditch was invented more or less in England, which I think is like a, a fair assumption, um, England, Scotland, whatever. Um, I think like it's the, the reality is like, yeah, there were some assholes who came back from England on a, on, when they were doing their, their summer abroad and were like, this game's really fun. And the rest of the Americans who are bullies by nature because it's who we are as people, we're like, dude, this game sucks. This game sucks. Like, like, like why, aren't you, why aren't you lining up and, 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 and running inside zone? Like, get okay, up. Come on. but you know who doesn't suck? Is it the sponsor? It's the sponsor. Record. Sorry for interrupting you, Asa. Go on. I, I I don't remember what I was saying, but 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 it's probably something to the effect of um of this game sucks. in America. There was a yeah, lot no, of no, sucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah what yeah. I'd love it's a really good question though, right? Like it fascinates me now because you're right. There has to be a different sport. All, all evidence points to it. I think Asa, you made a really good case, and the fact that we're not dominating it is is also really interesting. I just, I wonder what it is. And also like, really, I think, I feel like it's a, um, I feel like the 2014 Quidditch world cup with uh, the States making, what did they make the semifinals? Semifinals lost to Brazil by like 10. It's just a really good um, indicator for where American soccer is going. I just, I feel like I feel like 20, I feel like 2026 could be like 2014 Quidditch. That's just something I'm thinking about. But, but, but but if 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 that's the case, then you're looking at 2026. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to beat Brazil then either. Yeah, like, true. Yeah, Brazil <laughs> might beat us in both in the semis. Yeah, but 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 you know what? If we get to the semis of the world, yeah, if we get to the semifinals and lose to Brazil, even if it's by ten, not the equivalent. Yeah, that'd of be 10, fine. By yeah. ten, I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> I mean, fine. Brazil famously lost their semifinal by six in their home stadium. So like. True. Not that much worse. No. And, and honestly, like losing, losing to Brazil though might be worse than losing to Germany because Germany beating you by, by six, like, it's like a very like taciturn thing. They're, they're not going to stunt on you. They're not going to dunk on you. Well, they're just going to like seemed, go about there. And even if you go back and watch it, like they seem by the third goal, they seem bored with it. Like, yeah, like this, 
it's four nothing. What do you want? What do you want us to do? Right, but but Brazil will dance on you. Like, like there are certain teams. Like like to to use the um to use the basketball or football analogy. Like you don't want to get let the Warriors get up big on you because they're front runners, right? And like when they get up big, they get up huge. They don't blow leads because there's nothing. Like Steph is a is a is a confidence guy, right? Like he's you know he just he just like plays better when he has emotion and energy on his side, and he just will like bury you with three after three after three. And right. Brazil will do that to you. Where it's like if Brazil if if Brazil gets up three, they're gonna get up six. Um, and like I don't want I don't want that to happen because they're not gonna get up six and feel bad about it. They're gonna get up six and 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 start like, you know, samba ing, yeah. Like <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get the uh the turnover video cam that from the NFL. It's gonna be like all of it's gonna be like all eleven of them going in front of uh the camera out behind the goal and like samba ing. And, and like, and, and, and if I know them by that time, like, like there, like there's going to be stuff like, uh, I, I don't know who the, the next one is like Kiki, Kiki, Kai Kai, whatever the, the, the kid who's going to be like the next yeah. one. Um, he plays for Man City or is going to play for Man City. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Um, but like, he's like, I, I think that by then the, the deuces, um, throwing up the peace sign is going to be ubiquitous. And I think he's going to do that. And then score a goal on us. And I'm not going to feel great about it because like, I respect so much the shit talking. And like, oh, I you think he's so- going to do it before he scores. Yeah, that, yeah, that's impressive. And, and like in soccer, that's, that's rough. Uh, uh, and- I like, I like steps from the other night when he put in that dagger three, where he said oh, night, the go to night sleep. As, yeah. as he was releasing it and then went to sleep. Yeah. The, the, the go to sleep is, is, um, is a really, really good new, new thing. Um, I don't like that 2k is going to make me spend, 50,000 uh, virtual coin to get that celebration, but they are, um, it is, <laughs> it is, it's, it's much better than the, uh, than the, the, than the last big one, which was the, the cooking one. Um, the, the go to sleep is, is real, real good. Oh, I was thinking eat, eat too. The eating, the eating one, which people think is the Denard Robinson, but actually is the Will Golston. Um, I, I like that one a lot. But, um, but, but at this point, that's, that's a 10 year old, that's a 10 year old thing. The go to sleep is, is really, really good. The, the ice in my veins, I think. Is that was mine. I, yeah. I like Dame. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Dame, Dame's, Dame is Dame time, Dame, right? Dame is Dame time. Also, he was also, the first one to, he was the first one to do it though, wasn't he? Uh, I, I think he did. No, I think he did ice, ice, in, ice my in my veins first. Ice in my veins, I think was Nick Young. Um, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because they just get like they just get recycled by like yeah. 10 million yeah. people it's hard, hard by bums like, like the, nick the young three ball, three ball arrow three ball arrow was three like ball, three ball arrow was, was good Matthews, then like jamal mm-hmm. murray and like a bunch of other people did it yeah three three to the head was was mellow that's yes, mellow. um yeah. that's mellow but but see all of these all none of these are 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 in existence i like i feel like we need to big balls was cassell um, oh, I'm sorry. That was uh, Tanaka. Thank you. You're, you're right. That was uh, Tanaka. But <laughs> the uh, like my actual, I, I actually think none of these exist. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a throwback here, and then we can get back to Quidditch in a second. But Darius Miles uh, and Quentin Richardson are are the origin of this. Literally, just thinking of the exact same thing. Yeah. I, that was gonna be my next comment. Is like the all time is the horns, and the all time about it is they never have told anybody what it means. Yeah, and they, they still don't like if you add like you know who who interviews those guys. But I saw something maybe four years ago. I was like, hey, we tell you tell us what the horns means, 
And Q just like, like nope. nah, going to my grave. Going to my grave. <laughs> we got the devil uh, in they, us. They wouldn't, tell, they wouldn't tell teammates. Teammates were like, we have no idea, man. It has it was to be like an inside us. joke from like a club. It has to be something sexual. Like probably. Um there, there's there's it was the three of them, right? It was Miles, Q, and Brand. Yeah. Um, which can we like I, I know that this is not a basketball podcast, but like that team is is my favorite example of like everybody getting super excited about youth and then not realizing that none of the three of them were very good. Um, I yeah. loved that a lot. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, like Darius Miles' best performance was in Van Wilder. Uh, the perfect score. <laughs> I totally forgot he was in that. Uh, I would say Van Wilder was better than the perfect score, but I hear you. I hear your shout. I respect it. I think as a film, Van Wilder is better, but I think Darius Miles' performance in the perfect score is better. All right, I'll hear that. I'll hear that. Um, but 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 see, there's a, there's the other issue uh, with Quidditch because this is a Harry Potter podcast. Um, and also, remember when I said that we were going to get through uh, Goblet of Fire in four episodes, and we have not gotten to the freaking freaking Death Eaters yet, and we're we're, we're midway through episode two. Um, I uh, I told you every time. Know, it's like, yeah, we're going to get through this in one episode. Dude, no. No, we're not. No, we're not. Um, we have we but, have opinions and we have things to say. <laughs> um, but like I, I think that that my favorite, my 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 the most interesting thing about this specific game, like we've we talked about America and how we would be dominant if there wasn't another game, which there obviously is. And I think the way that that game looks, like if we're thinking about like analogies, um the difference between American Quidditch, whatever American Quidditch is, and the Quidditch that we see at the World Cup, I think American Quidditch is more likely a um space game right like think about football football is is, a, is an accumulation of territory game versus a scoring game um yeah. i i think that likely there is some element of uh american quidditch that involves um like you know space accumulation like you need to move a ball from one place to another as opposed to quidditch quidditch which is a, a goal-based game um so like um Although, you know, I, I would say Quidditch is actually fairly similar to basketball, too. So I, 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 I'm going to say that, that American Quidditch is, uh, is a space-based game, territorial accumulation. Um, and there's some measure of, like, rule about, um, you know, like, confined spaces. But um, it's, just, it's just more, well, first off, I think we should start calling violent. it. I was going to say, I think we should start calling it Quid. Um, H-quid, fine. to differentiate but yeah i think it's it's probably space accumulation it's probably more violent um like you can probably use the beater sticks to literally beat people just because that's the way that we've just historically gone I, I, and i feel like we may have i feel like we probably um we probably padded it or added some level of like safety I just feel you know i feel like rugby right no pads we we take a game like rugby and americanize it and we put pads and helmets on and I don't know what those safety precautions are, but we just seem to always safety it up from, from what the originals are. Hey, guys. Uh, we'll safety it up, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ace is back. He, I'm back. Everybody's yeah. back. Yeah, Damn who do you, who do you, quickly, who would you compare any sports comparison? could be any sport. Who do you compare um, 94 Ireland Quidditch team to? Uh, it's, it, to? To me, it's the 2004 uh, Pistons. Okay. Like, like, and, 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 and that's what I, I'm going to like necessarily go with as a, as a Detroit basketball fan, but like, it doesn't seem like they have any, many superstars. They just like, are like very good across the board and like, you know, crumb is Kobe, I guess. Um, I guess. Uh, 20, what was it? 2016 Lester. 
No, they because they, they had, they had but no, because they had, they had Riyad Mahrez. Like people forget that about that Leicester team, but like they had, sure. they had arguably like, arguably the second or third best winger in the, in the premier league at the time. And, and Jamie Vardy, but still, I mean like yeah. the Irish, the Irish chasers are supposed to be very good. I don't feel like, I don't feel like Ireland's an underdog though. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I don't. Well, I mean, they're kind of, a, but they're they're smaller. It's a smaller country, and the equivalent would be like a smaller market team. So I guess yeah, I mean you could say like whenever the Marlins win a World Series. I'm, no, because there's I'm like a money ball. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with 2010. That 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 kind of 08 to 2012 uh, Spain team. That's what they feel like to me. Okay. Like really in sync with each other, play a beautiful yeah. style. Obviously, have really good players, but you're right. Like, no, there's not like a super right. duper star on those Spain teams, right? Iniesta, but like, you know, a lot of people who are casual fans right now wouldn't be able to tell you who Iniesta is. I feel like Ireland probably had that kind of guy who, like, oh, he is amazing in Premier League Quidditch, you know, but he's kind of like more underground than a Messi. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, like, chasers. Like, their chasers were a bunch. Were all women too, right? I think. If I remember uh, that correctly. I don't remember. I know one of them is named Moran because I remember yeah. thinking to myself, ah, moron. Um, <laughs> like, because... that, like that uh, famous picture of the St. Louis Cardinals fan. Yes. Get a Brian Moran. Yep. The, and the biggest miss in the movie is just not giving us three minutes. Like three minutes. Us, three minutes. Give us the Ronsky fate. Give us a couple goals. Give us a little drama. You know, cut to Harry and Ron with the, you know, their gear. Like, I don't know. It's just... I get it. It's I get the time is short, but like every who doesn't want Quidditch? Who doesn't want three minutes of Quidditch? I mean, I I think that like the 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 way that they could have done it even is just like like if you wanted to be cinematically interesting, you could even just show the the the, the fans right, like just show show the fan perspective on like what was going on and like how like crazy this was. Um, but but yeah, I, I think that that was like a that was a money issue. Um, it's like how like dire wolves didn't show up in That's Game right. of Thrones all that often because it was expensive as hell. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, the, way, the right way to do that would be to like show it through, yeah, like from like behind Harry and Ron, like so you see like their reactions and their emotional yeah. investment in the game while also getting some of the play. Actually, you probably do it from the field and you show the box so you see every like all of the main characters' reactions and you have like some play going on in the foreground. Yeah, so so the the I, I do want to get get uh, this thought across, um, which is uh, as you're as you're watching this game, as you think about like the Irish Quidditch team, um, we talked about about the qualification. So Adam, in our last episode, which I I know that you listened to five different times, um, Just because once. you're I didn't listen uh, to it. <laughs> as we talked about yes. like qualification, um, Quidditch Cup qual- qualification. Um, Seamus Finnegan would have been impossible for the back half of book three. Yep. And I, 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 I wanted to get your take on sort of like how you would have changed book three, because it's, it's, that's, that's what you would have changed. Um, how you would have changed book three to not any, three. not any of the other things we mentioned in this podcast, analyzing how they screwed up, letting Peter Pettigrew get away with, no. if you can go back and rewrite book three, we're just making Seamus Finnegan, the most obnoxious character you could possibly imagine. Right. And like when that, like, like I want to get your take on, 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 on Joanne clearly not understanding that she was going to do this in the beginning of book four until after she had finished writing book three, but like, what would you have put in here? Because we talked a lot about how Seamus Finnegan would have been impossible um, and how messed up it is that the English fans, we assume uh, Harry and Ron would be fans of, of England, would be supporting uh, UK Ireland 
or UK, uh, Mexico, because Landon Donovan aside, when America doesn't qualify for the World Cup, we don't cheer for Mexico. Um, we cheer against Mexico. So like, yeah. like that, that to me was something that I found like, I don't like to use the word problematic, but problematic. Yeah, I don't, gosh, I don't have any changes, but it's an interesting point. And she does, she really, it was a genius with how she wrote it. But like, I feel like she, I feel like she boxed herself in in so many different places, you know? Um, she like says well, that a lot, right? Though too, she'll, she'll be like, yeah, I like, created time turners and then was like oh crap i better destroy all the time <laughs> yeah we, all, we, we talk about that just like yeah we talked about that a lot in in like in response to george rr R. martin like yeah jk rowling realized she boxed herself in a bunch of times and then she just unboxed herself and yeah, it was yeah. it, it, it's like three pages of exposition it's just like yeah we destroyed all the time turners nobody can ever use those ever again and that's why they weren't in use anymore like okay we're good let's go like oh, great man. George R.R. George, tangent I get a monthly text from one of my best friends who we were you know hardcore Game of Thrones books people through college when it was kind of more niche before the show once a month hey is when hey is hey, hey is, is when when's coming you think <laughs> like, and I just like my, my response is the same every time no George will die and someone will inherit it or they'll sell it and someone will write a crappy version it'll be just like the show's and we are doomed to never know George's true ending and how he wanted. Anyway, okay, keep going. I, what I, if he's I, just wait? What if he's just uh, trolling all of us and he's gonna die? And then, like the month after he dies, he releases all three of the remaining books Tupac style? fully formed. Yeah, Tupac. <laughs> like, style. I, I went back and reread the books, and I was like, wait, wait, Arya is in like Bravo still? Like, oh my yeah. god! Like, whoa! Like, it's, we're, it's, it's we're phenomenal. Going. Like. Like, like if you, if you like take stock of where people are at the end of the books, like you're like, oh yeah, like Jon Snow's dead. That makes sense. That's end of season, blah, blah, blah. And then you go to like where everybody else is and you're like, you have so far to go. So and that doesn't, that doesn't even get to the point like where like, you're like, oh, all of these things that like Daenerys did probably are going to be done by Aegon, yeah, which yeah. is weird. And then we have the whole Blackfire thing. Oh, this is going to take forever. And the whole Dorn <laughs> thing, like, there's so much going on. That, yeah. Like, well, at least just like the shows essentially with a lot of that stuff were like, eh, nah, like, we're, we're not, we're not going to do that. That's my favorite part is that the most interesting thing from the book, the books, as far as I'm concerned, is the Blackfire plot conspiracy theory, like that whole thing. Um, and and the then the show is just like, we're not touching that. It's at, we're not. No, we're not doing it. We're not doing Young yeah. Griff. We're not doing John Connington. We're not doing it. <laughs> It's 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 no and then like Lady, the book, Lady like, Stoneheart that was a big Lady miss. Stoneheart Lady was Stoneheart, a big miss yeah um yeah. but like on the flip side like the, the the shows did something nice because if you remember where Brienne has been for the last book and a half and it's just like sort of like walking around <laughs> she's yeah. getting cardio and getting <laughs> her steps in um so like like you, you you we shit on the the show a lot but like sometimes George and Joanne is very good at this sometimes Brienne needs to get to Lady Stoneheart quicker she True. just does <laughs> and like she's gonna bring Janie to lady stoneheart i think that that's like a clear thing um but like she, so how she, are we getting out of that you know what you know what we could do just invent time turners right <laughs> and, and, and like i appreciate that about joanne it was like or port keys uh, our, our big criticism is always like tr- magical travel Every time that she needs something to happen, she just invents a new method of travel that would have been very useful like two books prior. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like like the flu network's pretty dumb. Do we have a better way to do this? Porkies, cool. Are we going to use Porkies after this? No. Okay, cool. Great, thanks. One time, but we, in, but we make sure to establish in the beginning of book four that it's... Porkies only happen at specific times, and you have to know what time it's leaving in order yeah. to grab it. And then at the end of book four, it's just whoever touches it. Which is so weird, right? Like, or like, are there different? Ki- yeah, okay. I, I, you guys are bringing out. There's got. I mean, there's got to be. There's got. Yeah, this is what we do. That's. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's got to be different kinds of pork for me keys, for a yes. long time about porkies. Like, if Harry doesn't get his hand on, you know, in the in the in the movie, they're like, Harry, get your hand. Like, first of all, you guys didn't prep Harry. You weren't yeah, like hey, heads up. Really important to know. Like they do it all the time. Like oh, Harry, by the way, grab this thing, and Harry's like. What the hell are we grabbing? Like what? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, so, I mean, you know, like a is, twenty, at least a twenty-minute walk, but probably a lot longer. I think I thought it was like an hour to two-hour yeah. hike. Like, like two-hour hike. No and one? just be like, hey, Harry, heads up. Um, we're going to this thing. It's a Porky. Put your hand on it. And the and reason Harry, we have to put and Harry's not asking. Harry's not like, hey guys, how are we getting there? Like, oh, we're walking. Well, to Harry's a porky. an idiot. What is like, a Porky? Yeah, like, Harry know, and Ron are the dumbest boys alive. Things. Like, <laughs> what is that? How does that work? Like, talk to me about it, Ron. Like, yeah. Um, One of the few things that this podcast agrees on wholeheartedly is Harry and Ron are the dumbest boys alive. And that Albus Dumbledore is the, is the true villain of the series. Yeah. Also, like, let's also go back to like, at the end of the book, both of them touch, we're going to, I'm going to end up ranting on this at some point, but like, think about the actual uh, possibility. Two people touch something at the exact same time, like make contact. Truly the same time. Right. Not like very close. Yep. The exact same time, because whoever makes contact with that port key first should be going to that graveyard. Like, imagine, imagine if it was only. Does the port centric. key turn off? Does the port? Does it turn off though? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what if nobody? Well, what if nobody? What if nobody actually finished? Oh, no, of course, it, of course, it does because it goes with him, right? Yeah. It goes with them there, and then why does it take them back? Was that like plot? Why? Why does touching it again plot. take like? <laughs> if what I if touch, none of them finish that if you touch the boot again does it take you back to the hill you know the boot from the world Quidditch World Cup uh, Porky, like, plot dude plot, plot. I don't right, know cool. plot. Yeah, all right, just I actually don't just, remember just, how they get back <laughs> go in rock out like yeah uh, plot, whatever I don't I mean, know side along apparition the easiest way to travel of all time like, <laughs> that wasn't invented that was invented that was invented book five that was the like, think about if nobody finishes that maze what yeah. happens if like they're just cleaning up and McGonagall picks it up and then just <laughs> and it's like two it's days like... later Why am I... <laughs> where the hell am I because like because Voldemort's not there they're not going to hang out for two like two days they're waiting like they're just like I'm in a weird graveyard huh I'm gonna go home now like I can apparate I'm just gonna go home also they know where that port key goes to and Peter Pettigrew and Voldemort are not Cedric sitting there. Cedric can apparate. Can't, he's 16, I thought. He's the same yeah. age as Fred and George. Yeah. He's older than them. No, he's older. Yeah, he's, he's, he has to be a, either 6 or 17 at that point. Yeah, he can apparate. He should have just uh, been like, fuck, we're in a weird place. Hey, Harry, you want to bail? Yeah, yeah, let's bail. <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing. Like, Voldemort and Pettigrew are not just sitting right there waiting for him because they know when, like, not when, but, like, where this thing's gonna uh, show up. And, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, if I I touch something at the end of a, if I touch a trophy at the end of a game that I was supposed to have won and then all of a sudden I'm in a graveyard, I'm like, yo, let's get the fuck out. This is not where I parked my car. I'm not playing. This This is is not not where where I parked my car. I don't care what this is. Like, if you go, if, if you, like, 
transported magically to like Times Square and all of a sudden you're in the middle of like a celebration. Okay, that makes sense. But you go to the middle of a graveyard in the middle of the UK, you're like, nope, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Nope, 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 nope. I've I've always been like, probably just going to grab the cup real quickly if like, like, (laughs) uh, I'm I'm out. Like, see you guys. Like, and what happened? Like, if Barty Crouch set up this cup to bring them back, that seems illogical. Like, he wouldn't. Yeah, that should a, be a one-way ticket. That's <laughs> a no, one-way ticket. I like I'm, the idea. Imagine, imagine the different version where they just grab it and go back, and Voldemort's like, "Barty, you put you the did. return on it. Like, come on, man. We yeah. like, I specifically told you not to put a return address. <laughs> just stick it in the post, and then we're done. What? He's like, what's his plan? Is it like he's going to come back to full life, and then he's going to grab the trophy and so. magically appear in front of Dumbledore? I, I think so. I think that, that the plan, like, like assuming, assuming Barty Crouch is not a moron, which he is, but assuming that he's not a moron, um, Voldemort gets it, shows back up, and is like, sup, Elvis? You want to take over the world together? Because again, Voldemort does not come back without Albus Dumbledore's help. Very clear. I want to be very clear about that. (laughs) Because Peter Pettigrew, they had time travel. They could have killed him. It's not that hard. He was a rat. He was manacled. You tell Harry, look, I know that Avada Kedavra splits your soul. I know that. They knew which rat. Which rat. I'm sorry. I want you to go back in time. I want you to go back in time. I want you to kill, kill Ron's rat. I mean, kill Ron's rat. Couldn't Dumbledore just have gone back in time? Yeah, we talk about this. Okay. We talk yeah, about this. Still, still, yeah, right. Like he just gives like very cryptic answers. It's like you, you know, you're like 80 years old. You can do this yourself. But like, As what the- happens if Harry goes back to his first year and he's like, "Hi, I'm Ron Weasley," and Harry just grabs the rat, and like snaps its neck. It's like, oh, that is not a good introduction. We're gonna thank me later, dude. I, I, what the fuck? <laughs> I like the idea where it's like uh, where where you come back and it's like a grizzled old version of him. Like uh, I'm trying to think of a good uh, time travel. You know what? Screw it. Let's just do Back to the Future. Looper, run, run! Your kids run. You need to go back to the future. It's your kids, Ron. You're like Ron's like okay. He's like just give me a rat real quick. Bye, Ron. <laughs> yeah, you guys are getting into you're getting into cursed child territory now for me. Yeah, we uh, have to which, we have to wrap this up. Thank you very much for our guests, Adam. Uh, Adam, what's your uh, Twitter handle? It's at usmnt underscore stan, right? Or stan usmnt, one of those two. I forget. Ah, one of the two of them. I can never remember which one it is. Uh, we'd like to thank Adam for coming on and going through so much of the fourth Harry Potter Goblet of Fire book with us. That's half we, a chapter. We made it through we, we made it through three pages or something like that. It was we yeah. did <laughs> reference Winky at least twice. Uh, so we'll be really, back. I think it's really downhill from here, guys. You guys are yeah. you guys are really gonna roll. This was to be honest, this was seminal though. As a sports podcast and sports fans, mm-hmm. this is seminal stuff in Harry Potter. It's why we love the fourth book. It's why we love Quidditch. Like this is it. This is the essence of Harry Potter to me. I mean, if we're being honest, Asa kept saying that we were going to be able to get through this book in like four episodes. I knew that this specific episode was always going to take us an hour. Uh, So thank you to our listeners for coming along with us. Uh, You know, you can like, subscribe, do whatever you want, uh, wherever you can get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Leave us a review. Tell us your favorite Chinese restaurant in various regions of the Midwest. Uh, We are dying to hear. Yeah, Stump, what's your Twitter handle? I don't have a Twitter handle. I don't believe in, I, don't, I believe in magic, not in the internet. Uh, you can find me at Mr. Mojo rising 89. Let me hear all of your Quidditch takes. You can find, uh, he's not here, but feel free to yell again at nerd Angus at 
Nerd Angus on Twitter. Uh, tell him wrong directions in Scotland and bad places to eat. I'm sure he will very much appreciate all of the notifications. Uh, you can find all of us, but mostly Asa, at TLS underscore and underscore TDS. Um, you know, he's pretty good about responding. If not, one of us will yell at him to, res- to yell at you. Uh, he's also at Diamonds Esquire, but that's really just my way of tagging him to differentiate him from the podcast as a, uh, you know, larger being. Um, so join us next time. I think our next couple episodes are going to be game reviews for uh, we're getting into the U.S. You know, MNT big, big part of the year leading up to the biggest part of the year. We're also going to cover some of the women and a little bit of the U twenties. Um, that's me a little bit more sporadic, not as, not as in depth as we usually do with the men, but Hey, it's soccer and we like it. Uh, so again, thank you everybody for listening and have a good week. Podcast Network.